Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. And we hate movies. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this will be the final episode of 2014. What? Yeah, dude. Can you believe it? Taking a, taking a whole week off for ourselves. <laughs> a bunch of selfish sallies. You awful, awful people, you. But before we have the holidays, we are talking about Look Who's Talking Now from 1993, directed by Tom Ropelewski. <laughs> and I wanted to put a Ropelewski around my <laughs> neck while I was watching this one. The, uh, the auteur behind Madhouse. Oh, he directed yeah. Mad. Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. We have a Rope Lucy <laughs> retrospective in this house. You mispronounced the title. Actually, it's Look Who's Talking Now. Oh, look who, who's talking now. What? It's the someone, dogs? Someone who just wishes someone would just shut up already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> look who's talking now. Oh, I think great. that's like the 98 year old executive producer. Oh, who's, who's talking now? I don't care. <laughs> just put it out on the screen. I think that's what it was, yeah. right? Because it was like, well, we did a baby boy and we did a baby girl. So who could be talking now? <laughs> And then, like, a dog barked outside on the street, and they were like, wait a minute. Green light. <laughs> what, what are we talking? Like, fish for, for look who else is talking? Cats. No, you got to do oh, cats. You know, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been cats if this movie wasn't such a horrendous debacle and failure. <laughs> oh, and, and really just put a harpoon through the heart of this franchise. No, look who else is talking is when it takes place with Independence Day aliens, voiced by, like... <laughs> <laughs> just, just Z level comedians like uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, Paula Poundstone's in there. Oh, Paula Poundstone's definitely in there. Who Craig else? T. Nelson. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson, <laughs> <laughs> Independence Day alien. I would love it. They would bring Brent Spiner back, and he's the one who's just getting choked by all of them. <laughs> all the, the whole movie. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's sad for Brent Spiner. Yeah, he'd be happy. Oh, I'm sure he'd it's love a it. Nice paycheck. You think uh, they're going to find some way to work in a relative of his uh, that's also a twin that looks like him in that <laughs> new one? Probably. Because he's dead in that first movie, right? They just yeah. kind of kill him. Yeah. It'll be Boar or something. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor, oh, what is his name? Oh, no. Uh, it's right. stupid. It's a stupid thing that Bill Pullman like, has to say. Do Parsons or something <laughs> to play it. Oh, you get get uh, I get a frazzled Jim Parsons yeah. to play that strangled scientist. <laughs> his son. <laughs> it would be his son. Yes, it's his son. He's got it, but he does actually have a little like voice thing. Oh, as if absolutely. The strangulation had actually gone into him. <laughs> so it's 1993. There's already been two of these idiot movies, <sighs> and they're all idiot movies. Yep, they're awful. They're all awful. There's nothing good about any of these movies. The first one I rewatched last year, it's horrendous. It might as well be a home invasion movie. <laughs> I watched I watched that movie and I was like, "My god, she doesn't want him in her life." She, and he just takes his big boot and shoves it right in. He kidnaps a baby. <laughs> in the middle of the movie, he cutely kidnaps a baby. Well, that's adorable. Yeah, I guess so. Adorably terrifying. <laughs> like Chris Hansen adorable, but <laughs> Speaking of home invasion, can I read the first paragraph? It's really quick. Oh, I was uh -huh. wondering why you were on your phone. I was like, are we bothering you? <laughs> of the Wikipedia entry? <laughs> yes. Sure. Um, James and Molly, after struggling to put their kids Mikey, now seven, and Julie, now four, to bed, again have sex in their bedroom. 
She tries to refuse, but her husband charms his way through her resistant behavior. Uh-huh. I think you could sum up that whole marriage with charming your way through her resistant behavior. Because she doesn't ever want any of it. Yeah. And it's just one, yeah, okay, later, and she's pregnant. She wants everybody to leave. The entire house needs to go away. Most of the movie. That and- opening shot is really annoying and it's a real like wow how about we try some birth control because yeah. it's just this one we're putting the camera on a tripod and just letting them run around with a high frame rate trying to put these two monsters to bed <laughs> it's terrifying the second movie i think can be summed up in a joke is an early joke we see the jim henson puppet-esque <laughs> fetus in chrissy alley and it's roseanne Barr, and she says huh Two pairs on a pair of arms, pair of legs, and a pair of lips. How oh, mercy like, me! Like holy Christ in heaven. What is the <laughs> what is the appeal of a crass talking baby? Like, can we? I mean, a, a crass talking dog. You know what? I'm behind it. Yeah, yeah. I actually think that this movie is a little bit better than number two because it's not yeah. Roseanne screeching about breast milk or God knows what it's an, making me throw up. It's an actual <laughs> rapscallion. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, the appeal of like like bad talking children like that and those are jokes that you get in other family films sometimes Mm. where a kid's like oh well shit and you're just like i get it but like (laughs) bruce willis doesn't even do that bruce willis isn't even really like he's like kind of innocent dude if you just want to talk about the demon barber of hollywood and vine voicing a little baby (laughs) you couldn't find a bigger dumb asshole to do a voice yeah. of a baby than Bruce Willis. Yep. Yeah. That's the worst part of that movie. Forget the fact that John Travolta is pulling a home invasion, which I already mentioned. Bruce Willis voicing that baby is obnoxious. It's almost worse than Roseanne. It's, it, but, it's the voice he always uses when he's taunting terrorists. <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. It's terrorist taunter. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Hans. Oh, what's the matter? Did I kill all your men? What's that? A bottle? Oh, I'm going to suck on it. And it's, like, <laughs> That's the part that gets me all the time is the weird babiness that he has to be like, oh man, I'm hungry. I want my mommy's nipple. And it's like, oh, oh no. And this whole conceit is just weird too because they're born or even pre born yeah. because there's all sorts of in utero scenes at oh, the beginning yeah. of those first two movies and this one kind of. But like, they're born with knowledge of things which always just fries my brain every time like danny devito in this movie like comes out as a puppy and he's just like hey what's going on it's this and that i have a full vocabulary and i'm like that's not how this should work that's not what learning is (laughs) the funny thing is now that i'm thinking about it i kind of want this movie to be like yeah you could do the now the dogs are talking look who's talking now but the voices of the girl julia and mikey are done by roseanne barr and and uh, Bruce Willis, respectively. Like, they dub over the kids' Oh, they kids just voice. dubbed yeah. the kids? It would be so creepy. Yeah. Like, it they would... just came out talking like that, and, like, John Travolta's scared of them. <laughs> well, not for nothing, but the way that both of those babies act, you'd think that Kirstie Alley's given birth to super babies. <laughs> yes. Like, a couple of baby geniuses. Because mm-hmm. they just know everything. And this dog is born knowing everything. At this Danny DeVito dog. <laughs> But it actually just... would make sense because John Travolta does act like a scared puppy through most of this movie. Yeah. <sighs> this character is the worst character John Travolta's played in any movie. I don't care. In any movie, this is his worst character. At least in the first one, yeah, he is, does have that stalker edge to him. This one, he's completely <laughs> rounded out. Like, he's totally in Tony Danza mode. <laughs> yep. 
mm-hmm. which is the lowest thing that an Italian actor could do. <laughs> I still can't say his last name. Who? U- the John Travolta's character. Oh my God, Ubroclio U- or something? Or Ugaccio? Yeah, I don't know. It's a real Primavera last name. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know what's great? You know what my favorite part of most family films is? Dog oh. come! <laughs> Dude, why are we watching dog semen in this movie? I guess because we want to keep with the other two. But I know, like, and it's the even, grossest thing. The even semen that sequences though. are just repulsive. <laughs> I don't need it. I look. We all watched the Miracle of Life video in grade school. Oh, yeah. They all make you do it. It's fine. Whatever. I don't need it in my shitty family comedy that I'm watching. No, Absolutely thank not. you. Absolutely it's not, not funny. It's not fun. No one's entertained by it. I almost fast forwarded because it's just gross. I mean, they're just wiggling around like semen. And it's just the other thing, too, is we're making jokes and more so in this one, because it's like it's Danny DeVito. And we've got the whole thing of like, well, we got to make a dog litter. So yeah. let's watch not just one zygote get formed, but like six of them. And it's all the voice of Danny DeVito getting dubbed over. And it's like, ah, get out of my way, pal. No, you get out of my what? way. Hey, I'm trying to impregnate this dog. It's all like being on the channel that all like the yellow cab taxi drivers are on. <laughs> like, it's all like, get out of my way. One lane here. And like, just like all this shit. And it's a sperm going to an egg. Move it, pencil neck. It's like it's we're all, all pencil neck. We're all sperm. Yeah. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, we're all actually sperm. That, but just, this is also like the gross thing. So like, you know they're fucking upstairs, right? And then we pan down and it's an alleyway and it's like a fucking snooty spaniel and this guy's like, hey baby, I'm fixed. Can I just fuck you? <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to get you pregnant. Also, I'm not going to get you into trouble. They're coming <laughs> off of a bad dog date. They yeah. are. Because she's like, wow, I sure did have fun tonight, Bluto. And he's like, oh yeah, why you want to go home? Well, no, his name is Trooper because he makes a point of like, tomorrow, tomorrow they're shipping me off. <laughs> To what? To the pound to get killed. Oh, what? He's got a little stay of execution? Mm-hmm. Like one last night? Yeah. That's what, no, he's, like, that's his line. Uh, oh, oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. The dog uses a shitty dude pickup line. Oh, by that logic, do you think those dogs in the Sarah McLaughlin commercial get all the ladies? <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, you know what I just got done shooting? My Sarah McLaughlin commercial. <laughs> oh my God, you poor dog. <laughs> yeah, she scratched my ear. This ear. <laughs> and just, yeah, like, I got kids here. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to see people get the moves put on them in a sexually aggressive situation. <laughs> I'm not that kind of spaniel, Yeah, is the line. And I wanted to vomit all over my entire house. Well, it's like you're a dog. What kind of spaniel are you? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're gonna, Cocker? I guess. Springer? Are you in heat or are you not? <laughs> That's the whole courting thing. Let's start with that. Yeah, I was like, do dogs have casual sex? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know how that works. I mean, I guess it's anything's possible. <laughs> it's the third Look Who's Talking movie, so clearly <laughs> anything is possible. Well, it just depends on who's talking now. <laughs> so, yeah, he, gets, he comes out. Like The other thing, though, is this dog's a mutt. It's a really adorable dog that, mm-hmm. that he winds up being. But it's not a spaniel at all. Like, there's no, no. I don't know why you chose a spaniel. Like, obviously, like, certain dogs are female dogs, as we'll get to with Diane Keaton. But, like, because <sighs> yeah, yeah. a spaniel has to be the lady, it just doesn't make it easy. He's not a spaniel at all. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's like a boxer mix of some kind. It's just a real junkyard mutt, is yeah. what, you know, or I guess a train yard mutt more so. Um, so, John Travolta 
has this job interview that like starts this whole movie off and it's like he this will sort of sum up like how annoying this character is is he's like okay i'm ready for my job interview and she's like you're gonna wear that tie and he's like oh you haven't seen the best part yet and he like lights it up and she's like are you messing with me or are you actually and the thing about it is she's totally convinced like he is joking but she's like yep my idiot husband thinks this light-up tie is perfect for a job interview. Did you count your pennies this morning? <laughs> Did you do all your exercises before you came out and picked out that tie? <laughs> because, like, holy shit. And then it turns out he has another tie. Yeah. That she also says is bad. She's like, oh, my God, you just dress like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, she's got a problem with every tie he owns. Yeah. A well, lot of things that he Well, owns. she's got a problem with him. Well, look. I kind of side with her on this part only because he's going to a job interview to be like a private pilot for this big CEO businesswoman. And he's dressed like a bad 90s stand-up comedian. He looks like he should be on the comedy network (laughs) at 11.30 p.m. I mean, he raided Arsenio Hall's wardrobe this entire movie. That jacket he's wearing might as well have an eight ball on the back of it. the neon blue one (laughs) is insane. Yeah, straight out of a salt and pepper video. Like... (laughs) It's so bad the way he dresses in this movie. He looks like a clown. He does. It's really like it's that bad 90s like, oh, Dick Tracy was a hit. You know, yeah. <laughs> like whatever that was. Neon. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Thank God that you see him in a pilot's uniform, at least for a few scenes. So he looks the least bit professional. Yeah, because in the second movie, I mean, we're carrying over the themes of the second movie, which is he hates that she makes more money than him. Oh, and he make, he's got a big fucking fat chip on his shoulder about it. Yeah. Yeah. Fat chip on his fat shoulder. <laughs> and she she gets fired, actually, the first scene. Her thing is she's an accountant. She's like this high-powered accountant, et cetera, et cetera. They cut her friend out, by the way, who's in the first two flicks. Um, I don't know what her name. Mrs. But... Geis from Clueless. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the actress's yeah, name. Yeah, name. I forgot that she's got the buddy. Yeah, yeah. like the horny buddy. Because this movie is, all three of these movies are just sitcoms. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, yeah. they're just Herman's head three times, <laughs> three episodes of Herman's head stitched together every single time. <laughs> they're all like season premieres of different seasons of the same sitcom because it's always like, "Well, we just had a baby, and mm. now it's like adapt to the new season with the new baby." But yeah, they cut that out. I feel like Olympia Dukakis has a little bit of a bigger role in this movie than she does in... No, because it's just the, the first one, she's all over it. Is she? I and couldn't remember as much. I, I think she's always got like a good amount of scenes. I think she's carrying most of these movies. <laughs> yeah. As much as anybody could carry these things. So he has this job interview, and he is tanking this thing. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I was uncomfortable. I don't care about this character, and I was actually praying for failure. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this guy, I mean, you want to watch a great example of someone do quite poorly in a job interview. It's she, this movie. She says, you're underqualified. I wouldn't really hire somebody with this little of experience. And he says, welp. <laughs> <laughs> and then tells a story about how he sang along to a bar song. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really bad. Like, he's like... It's one of those things where he's like, okay, I know you think I'm underqualified. <laughs> Listen to this. This is going to really kill you. And then he tells like what he deems a hilarious story. And it's, she's just like stone faced just looking at him. It's not even, but she, she does. She's wildly attracted to him, it turns out, eventually. Just why? <laughs> why? What are you talking well, about? That, it makes no sense because she's not, she's not laughing at the first story. No. And then we cut away. 
and we come back, he's telling the end of a different story, and she cannot fucking stand it. <laughs> she is laughing her ass off. She <laughs> thinks this guy is the most might as well be James Bond. You're totally right. I don't know. Did I don't he know what take happened. His dick out in between them, and he's just like, oh, excuse me, got an itch, and he's like down to his knee. He does a Dirk Dickler. <laughs> He was like, oh, excuse me, miss. I think I sat in some gum. And then he pulls out his sack and she's loving it. Like, I don't I don't understand why she's so attracted to him. And she this woman's a maniac. Like This, this is what is this? Actually? I mean, this is like her movie. Lizette, Lizette Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, she's the love interest and without a clue. That's the only other thing I remember. She's I was a, without a clue with uh, what else she's been in. Dracula dead and loving it. Oh, is she in yeah, that? Yeah, oh, yeah. goo. Yeah. And I mean, like, this is... But, like, her character is this, like, Cruella DeVille maniac <laughs> that wants to sleep with this guy who's married. Like, who's just married. He's got kids. She's met the kids. I met the whole damn yeah. family. Giving them presents. Has no qualms about destroying this family. To have sex with John Travolta? And it, it's like this mass scale plan. It's not like... <laughs> One night I'm just going to come in with, like, a negligee or something yeah. and just try it. Make no. your move. You're with this guy all movie long. Make your move. Why you choose to make your move on Christmas Eve of all nights, <laughs> the least sexy night of the year. Well, it depends upon who you're talking to. Someone's got a mixed CD of we might be fucking on Christmas, too. Okay, that's true. That's you know, true. who knows what's going on. Some people think Christmas is a very sexy holiday. I don't buy it, man. It's, <laughs> especially if you're married and you have kids. Like you, the, This guy should be wrapping presents and like pretending to be Santa Claus. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm going to get him hard on Christmas. Yeah, like, no, I'm gonna, you're depriving him of his children. That is the Christmas of a lonely person, right? <laughs> exactly. Let's get drunk and screw. <laughs> you know, a lot of old scotch, a huge fire, and you're going to teach me how to dance on Christmas <laughs> Eve. Give me a break. I'll get there. Also, let's just, for a moment, she's a captain of industry. Yes. Oh, yep. yeah, she's a titan in her field. She is, like, heading up this crazy merger that's apparently going to yield billions of dollars. In what kind of industry, I don't think we're ever really told. She's a very attractive lady. Super attractive lady. But she is objectionably less attractive than Kirstie Alley because that was in Kirstie Alley's contract. Like, but, you know what I mean? They, they picked an actress that's just not as good looking as Kirstie Alley. I guess so. I don't know. I mean, like, maybe I'm a big Kirstie Alley fan. Maybe I outed myself. <laughs> well, we were kind of talking about this last night a little bit. Like, this is 1993. This is the last year of Cheers. Mm -hmm. uh, that show went out as high as it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, 11 seasons didn't kill it. You know, they were still doing their thing. And I, I posited to you this theory that I have, which I think this film is responsible for the switch in uh, its star's career polarity, right? Because it's 93. Cheers ends. This movie comes out, and she disappears. Yep. And then 94, Tarantino lifts John Travolta out of the ground yep. with Pulp Fiction. I think you can pinpoint the... I feel like the end of PCU right now. Like, <laughs> Hackman and Kane in the same movie. I can stop watching TV. And it was a whole four years before Veronica's Closet. <laughs> Which I watched an embarrassing amount of that show. Well, I mean, you were the big Dan Cortez fan, I was going to so say, was, it was mostly because of Dan Cortez. He was, was good. Watching. He was, you know, <laughs> give the man his credit. He was good. Do you think, like, Tarantino saw this movie, started stewing, and then, like, wrote Pulp Fiction in a night? I think... he. <laughs> It's entirely possible. At least the Jackrabbit Slims part, because I'll tell you right now, 
The only redeeming quality about this film is that you get to see John Travolta dancing. And John Travolta is a phenomenal dancer. That's what he does. And he's just bebopping and scatting all over the dance floor in multiple scenes in this movie. There's an asterisk on that wrote in one night after he flew to Singapore and found the cocaine and strippers. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, he gets the job working for her, and yeah. all of a sudden it's a thing where it's like he's busy jet-setting all over the place, and she gets fired from from her big accounting job. And, I mean, like, I guess we're supposed to care about these characters and they're supposed to have seen all three movies and, like, really been following the story up till now. We're really invested in the Pagliacci family <laughs> or wh- whoever they're called. And you would think it would be about her, like, being like, oh, shit, I'm fired. I used to, I used to be the breadwinner. Now he's... No, no. No, we're not going to touch no. on that at all. We're going to have her have a screaming fit at the airport where, like, John Travolta comes back from the first flight or whatever, or, like, he just got the job, and it's like, this is great. This, you know, Come on, honey, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I got fired! And you see all these people at this, like, U.S. Airlines terminal be like, what is that woman's but, deal? But to be fair, John Travolta is playing a baby man. Yeah. He's a baby man who has not completely all their mental faculties. <laughs> and like he is so he she comes to meet him with the kids and he keeps on going like, so what happened, honey? Oh, honey, did you get the promotion? Uh, honey, tell me. 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 Honey, t- <laughs> she's radiating keeps- despair right now. <laughs> like, are you getting that? <laughs> What's funny is, I don't know if I missed the line, but I didn't know a big promotion was on the table. <laughs> he just starts talking about a big promotion, and I was like, wait, did I... What? He starts dancing. He's like, oh, you got the VP? Oh, you got the VP? Oh, so yeah. here it comes. She's going to be the big VP. That's what it is. He just starts shooting out <laughs> VP. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? When was that ever in play in this movie? Look at her eyebrows right now, man. Like, get a social cue. Don't you think she would have said yes if the answer was yes? I suppose it may be a little of uh, karma, though, because when John Travolta goes off for the job interview, all she does, there's a scene of Kirstie Alley like at the office right before she gets fired. She's talking to some workplace buddy, and all she is talking about is how her husband is a stupendous failure, loudly and in a public (laughs) office space. Just blah, blah, blah. He probably won't get it. He always bungles these things up. I can't believe how long he's been unemployed she is airing some dirty ass family laundry in this office and everybody's like my god this is i mean it's juicy but my god and then she gets fired seconds later i mean it's insane and like he the thing is is he's not unemployed he's got a he still has the cab gig they just drive that cab everywhere in this movie and like if you're a good cab driver you've been doing it for that long and you've been like supporting yourself for that long i assume you're good at it. You can do it, and it brings in a good amount of money. And she's got her own thing. Like, she, she owns that apartment. She must. She says at one point, like, well, no, I don't know if he is still doing the cab thing, because her whole thing is like, oh, well, you know, we've been living. If he doesn't get the job, we've been living on my salary. Yeah. We've had to do it before, which doesn't make any sense, though, because if you have this cab, yeah. presumably you've got your medallion. You're good to go. Yeah. You can go, like... What are you doing, John Travolta? Are you just sitting on your ass? I mean, somebody's got to watch those kids, though, right? Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. You got those, those little two monsters. monsters. Yeah, yeah. Those, little, those little goblins. They are goblins. Yeah. <laughs> Not for nothing. 
These are some child actor goblins. And that's the thing. They're so precocious and smart in the other movies. You would think it would be interesting if they were like preternaturally smart yeah. in, these, in, these, in this movie. But they're just stupid as rocks. They're really dumbass kids. These are some dumbass paint chip eating kids. Uh, Mikey is played by David Gallagher from Seventh Heaven fame. Uh, also in Super 8, I believe. The stoner. The stoner guy. This just drove me nuts for years <laughs> trying to figure out. Because I saw Super 8. I saw him. And I was like, I know that guy. Let's just I go could, on IMDb. I just, it never occurred to me to do it at the time. Oh, yeah, one of those. Just like, I thought back to it and I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> That'll happen to me too. I'll like do the thing where I don't want to look on IMDb because I yeah. play mental trivia with myself and I always lose. You know, but that's smart though because they say like nowadays we, we don't let things like stay mysteries or try to use our brains to remember things mm-hmm. and just look it up yeah. and it's like fucking with us. Yeah. And it's, they're saying that like it's going to ruin short term memory eventually. Well, that's so, why I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, the the little actress playing the daughter went on to do nothing. She was in the in the hairspray movie with John yeah. Travolta, funny enough, yeah, so uh, but kind of not really a lot of things. No. She so he his, uh, Mikey's story, such as it is, is so uh, what should we call it? Uh, Christiana gets fired. She's been an accountant at what seems to be a really high level accounting firm for decades at this point. So obviously, what she would do is go work at Santa's toy shop as an elf, right? Like, yep. You would just you would just do that immediately. Employable degree you can have, <laughs> like know. the most employable. You could get an account if you've been in an accounting firm, a good accounting firm for over ten years. Yeah. you can walk anywhere you like. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because it's like around the holidays. And by the way, like keep in mind, everybody. It is Christmas time in this movie. There's a reason we're doing it right now. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a Christmas movie, yeah. a Christmas set movie at least. Um, this is a it, it ends with a Christmas song. There's some there's yeah. it ends on the cl- I think it, you have a Christmas movie if the climax takes place on Christmas. Yes, Steve said X a climax on Christmas. <laughs> I just had to toss that in there. <laughs> it's the <See>? sequel. <laughs> it's a sequel after you succeed in finding the condom. Yeah, on then Christmas. I finally get a climax. Or starring James Dean. <laughs> Dean. And James Dean as Steve Sadak. <laughs> that is some miscasting. No offense, Steve, but that is some miscasting. <laughs> what is it all like Forrest Gump animation? Like, how are we doing that? No, James Dean, the porn star. Oh, okay. From the canyons. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, yeah. not a dead person. No, not okay. the corpse. <laughs> I was just like, I was very confused. No, not the current, you know, corpse in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> So she's working at Santa's toy shop. Maybe it's because accounting firms aren't hiring this close to Christmas. We'll get you after the new year. At, at least they're set. It's bullshit. You know what no, I mean? It's, and and Travolta's making bullshit. money now, too. Like, you know what I mean? You're not, you can't be making all that much less. I don't know. So she's working there, and she has to, uh, she's got elf ears on, which don't make sense. Like, no elves actually wear elf ears. No, like, because it's just a person in a green hat because you're yeah. working at a mall. <laughs> no, There's no professional makeup artist putting <laughs> ears on you. Yeah, Stan Winston isn't back there <laughs> doing up all these elves. Give me a break. And, you know, for the one guy in the audience, the, <laughs> yeah. the, one of the, some kid's giving her crap, and she's like, He's like, what are you, a monster? He's like, no, I'm a Vulcan, and I'm going to give you a neck pinch. And, I, and some guy's like, yeah. <laughs> the one guy left in the theater. <laughs> hey, Larry! Did you hear her? Dude, you should not have gone to the bathroom, man, because she made a Star Trek reference. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you think there's going to be more, or should we leave? <laughs> My wife told me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, yeah, she just makes that. And you know what? Bad move, movie, because yeah. I was like, 
Wish I was watching my Wrath of Khan Blu-ray. Absolutely. Maybe I'll turn this off and put it on. Now, here's the question. The, the, the big Kirstie Alley, like, question mark. Is, yeah. is her career better if she comes back for Star Trek Three, or is it actually worse? Hmm. Because, well, you know what? If she came back for Three, she would have been in Three, Four, Five, and Six. Like, they wouldn't have killed a character. Spoiler alert, brother. By the way, her character <laughs> gets killed in Star Trek Three because she didn't come back. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean... Those movies didn't launch any careers. I mean, they were already like the big players in those movies were already big from that TV yeah. show, and that's just all they're going to do. I mean, but that would have been in the time when she was most popular. Yeah, that's so, true. So well, she well, could have done that too. Yeah, I guess if they were continuing. But I mean, who knows? Maybe it's a thing. She's wrapped up in doing all these Star Trek movies. They make her uh, Lieutenant Savick like a big deal character, mm -hmm. right? And all of a sudden, she can't do the Cheers audition. All yeah, of a sudden, who knows? Roseanne replaces, uh, <laughs> you know, Diane. Who knows what could happen? But, um, hey, Obama's never president. Like this whole everything. I know it's a timeline. I don't want to know. But but but. She gets a cameo in Into Darkness. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she does get that apple of a cameo. Oh, it's an alternate timeline, so this random Vulcan lieutenant is still alive or something. <laughs> no, she's part of the council. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if her career would have been bigger. I feel like Cheers was the right move. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Cheers is almost always the right move. Yes. When in doubt, Cheers is the right move. So, um, Mikey, you know, basically he's like trying to find mom after the, her shift and like, oh shit, oh my God, it's Santa Claus. Right. And he's like, of course a degenerate gambler loser. Yeah. That's like sweating and it's drinking. A joke that's been done a thousand times. Like it's not, people don't employ winos for these positions. You have to be good with kids. You have yeah. to have like steady a house. You know what I mean? But that's what's funny about this is because when, they do have Mikey sit on Santa's lap. Mm -hmm. Like, he's like, oh, I want a dog. And they're like, you know, behind the kid looking at the guy like, no dog, no dog. And he gives this kind of nice speech about, like, you might not get a dog this Christmas, but, like, everybody has a dog for them. So maybe your dog's not born yet. Like, the guy really spins it nicely. It's yeah. a real, like. It's a good move. It's yeah. totally, it's a beaut. You know, so I was like, oh, wow, this guy's good with kids. And then, yeah, he's like yelling over the phone about, you'll well, get your money. That's the thing is he's not an alcoholic. He's a gambling junkie. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that is just the worst. It's the worst of the worst. When the kid sees him, he's talking about how some guy's going to come around and blow his legs out. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you get over here and pull my kneecaps off. Then we'll see what's what. This kid just starts screaming. I wanted to make a point about uh, how... um how fast and loosed Kiersey Alley is playing with this uh, elf gig, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because it's like day one, she's humiliated. She's really pissed off. Like, she's giving all these kids attitude and whatnot. And then John Travolta brings the kids up to be like, look, mommy's helping Santa. She lets these two kids nope. of hers cut this line. No, 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 no. You're telling me you're letting kids cut a Santa line day one? Are you looking to get fired? Well, I mean, we never go back to that place. So maybe she is just shit canned at the end of her shift. Like, are you kidding me? What? Are, you did what? Did you see that line of children? <laughs> Those you are know what? Customers. We're one less elf now. Day one. What did I tell you? 6.30 p.m. family time. Yeah. <laughs> tell them to come in at the appropriate time. What is wrong with you? The yeah. workshop closes at 6.15. <laughs> That's when your dumb kids can come. Gary, 
offered his services for an extra <laughs> 25 minutes. Did I hear that you broke character to make a Star Trek joke? <laughs> Are you shitting me? To a girl who could never have ever watched that movie. <laughs> you basically broke character to make an inside joke for, I don't know, as if this was a movie and a bunch of nerds were you, watching you. You told her gibberish. You yelled gibberish at a child. So this son's like freaking out and he starts getting in the old there is no Santa routine. Uh-huh. And then we get this really obnoxious scene because they're just like a real golly G. Willikers family. They start doing their mime and Alpha and the chipmunks. Oh, Jesus, it just makes me sick. And I mean, this is the first instance of John Travolta kind of dancing. So I was like, let it go. Let it go. Yeah. But I hate this Christmas song by the chipmunks. Yes. I, it's, it's obnoxious. It's worse when it's being pantomimed by Kirstie Alley, John Travolta, and a little a little child actor. It's embarrassing is what it is <laughs> to watch these people do this. It's sad. This and song- they're doing it to try to like cheer up this 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 Mikey kid. So they're all, like he's tucked up in bed like the world's over, there's no yeah. Santa Claus. He's clearly not having it. Leave the room. Let the kid brood for a little bit. Exactly, just let him stew in it. Mm-hmm. He'll get himself into a nice hate marinade. And then you work it out after that. Don't force this kid feeling better. Well, these kids, I mean, these parents don't exactly know how to deal with their kids, as we'll get to with the deal with the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most moronic part of the movie. But these, they're they're not good parents. And like, and I'm not a parent, so I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But (laughs) holy shit. I mean, there's. There's They're some providing bad... parents. I'll give them that. Yeah, there's there's some bad choices along the way, but nobody's perfect. Sure. Nobody's perfect. Before we get to the dogs, can we address Charles Barkley in this film? <sighs> yeah, I was yeah. just going to... I was looking down at what I have here, and it's about time to talk about Charles Barkley. <laughs> you would think it's time to talk about dogs because they're the ones talking now. Now they're talking. <laughs> but not Look yet. at them. Not yet. But my God, why is Charles Barkley in this movie? So to set it up, the little girl, Julie, is it Julie? Julie. It's Julie. a little monster's name. So, Formerly Roseanne. Formerly Roseanne. (laughs) She's grown out of her Roseanne voice. And her new weird tick uh, is not sounding like Roseanne, but she's obsessed with watching 90s NBA games. (laughs) Well, it was contemporary at the time. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, no, it's like a jams tape. Like, it's like (laughs) she's she's watching highlight tapes. Yeah. 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 They have ESPN. I mean, ESPN was around yeah, then. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's what she's watching, but she's just watching these tapes of Phoenix Suns games, <laughs> and she's obsessed with watching Charles Barkley. And I'm like, what is going on here? She has some Charles Barkley doll. It's This thing is a fake prop department doll, and it's disgusting. <laughs> it's a nightmare. It's a night. She's carrying around a nightmare. It is a goddamn stuffed nightmare <laughs> with a Phoenix Suns jersey on it. It's so weird. Who got this for her? <laughs> Why did Olympia Dukakis knit this thing together? <laughs> it's disgusting. It's the worst toy you could give a child. And she's just, you know, she's got this thing. It's like a cute little tick. You know, she likes basketball. Basketball was huge back then. Big as time. It, as it is now. You know, there was the, the mid-90s, which you didn't want to, you know, the late 90s and early 2000s. It's enough to talk about basketball. But <laughs> she... <laughs> She has this, and that's enough, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of funny because Charles Barkley was such a, you know, a monstrous player. And, like, you know, he was a guy that didn't want, any, didn't want to be anybody's role model, would hit people the whole bit. Yeah. And it's this fantasy scene. 
Do you think this is like his answer to Shaquille O'Neal? Like, oh, you want to do kids movies? I'll do fucking kids movies, pal. I mean, I don't know. This is '93. When were the? When was Steel? When was Kazam? I mean, that's it the big question. Around this time, yeah, '94, '95, maybe. Was Blue Chips around? Maybe Blue Chips. I think is like '95. Okay. I mean, I don't get it. Yeah. But we just cut to. One of several fantasy slash dream sequences in this movie, which you're padding that runtime. Mm-hmm. If I ever called someone on padding a runtime, <laughs> and it's just this little girl in like like gym sweats doing one on one with Charles Barkley, and even Charles Barkley is like, "Wait a minute, I'm Charles Barkley. What am I doing in this fantasy?" It's weird to watch Charles Barkley like be in basketball shape again because you're so used to seeing. Yeah. Like, not that he's like obese now, but he's just a, like every almost every pro athlete. He's let himself a, go. He's a big yeah. old fat guy. Yeah, he's and, a puffy guy. But he's like jacked. It's really weird to look at him like that athletic again. It was real. It was yeah. It was really unsettling. But so he's like they do a thing where it's like okay, I'm gonna mimic your moves or do a little mirror dribbling kind of a thing, and then this baby just <laughs> dunks on him. <laughs> I know. She just lifts off the ground like Mary Martin and fucking jams this basketball down. It's really weird because she doesn't even like dunk, but she like goes like twelve feet above the rim and drops it in and keeps flying. <laughs> like yeah. into the darkness where this <laughs> fantasy belongs. And then holds herself in the midair to discuss <laughs> with the Baba Duke. I I was wondering at that point because it's from behind. You don't see the face of this little girl. The basketball is thrown with such force <laughs> through the hoop. I was like, that a little person stunt man on oh, that wire yeah. act, probably, right? It's not a little girl. Well, <laughs> I did see that uh, she did her own uh, basketball skills in the trivia. Oh, really? Yeah, the through the leg was her. That's impressive because I can't even do that. No. I mean, I'm embarrassingly out of shape, but I, I can't do that. But a little baby did it, so that's, you know, whatever. And like that, that gets dropped. We don't do Charles Barkley. It gets again. dropped, but like at one point, she is watching basketball, yeah. and they're like, "Why do you love watching <laughs> basketball?" We find out later why she loves basketball, and it's the dumbest thing of all time. So, all of a sudden, and again, like this doesn't make any sense because the movie is on a pretty tight timeline. She yeah. gets fired. He gets a job. She gets fired. Christmas is right around the corner. <laughs> yep. Rocks, Danny DeVito's dog character, <laughs> is bored. Uh, they get pregnant at some point uh, in the beginning of the movie. The, you know, the guy slips a roofy dog drink into her whatever. <laughs> I lost it all. Sorry. And, no. <laughs> well, no, there's a litter of dogs, and one of them is voiced by Danny DeVito. And he's a puppy And it, at, around Christmas, and yeah. then we cut back, and this dog's 12 years old. It, it's it's a real flub. It, I mean, all jerks. Gray hairs <laughs> all over this dog. Hairs. All jokes aside, I mean, this dog really must have blown them away in the dog audition. <laughs> because this dog is way too old to be playing this rock dog. You know what I mean? It's like Kevin Spacey in Beyond the Sea. You're not a 16-year-old Bobby Darren, and nobody fell for it. But what could the audition possibly have been? Danny DeVito's doing all the work. All the dog has to do is follow the treat behind the camera, back and forth. You know what? God damn you, Chris. This is a pretty good dog actor. He's got charm. He's got pizzazz. Yeah, but you know what? It's poisoned because you don't know if you're feeling that charm because of the dog or because of Danny DeVito. Because if there's one person in Hollywood who's more charming than most, it's Danny DeVito, Steve, he's the Adam Brody of dog actors. He's hit and miss. (laughs) Wow. That is an insult. (laughs) To whom? 
to everyone. To rocks the dog? Yeah. He's long dead at this point. <laughs> oh, my God. That dog is deader than James <laughs> Dean at this point. <laughs> the actual James Dean. Yeah, you mean, yes, okay. Yeah, the porn star's still kicking. <laughs> waiting for the canyons, too. I mean... And, you know, he's down on his luck. He It's this weird, like, he meets Mikey for a second because they're giving him the dogs away. Randomly on the street, which, uh, here's a big problem for me in this movie, is that it's uh, it's filmed in Canada, first of all. Oh, for sure. But we're yeah. supposed to be living in Queens. But he's, like, walking. They're just in the middle of this huge suburban neighborhood. And, like, Queens has some suburbs, but not like this. Like, this is clearly not... A New York City suburb of any kind. No. And they're just walking down the street. I don't know if it's like out in front of the wherever the school's supposed to be or whatever. And there's just a box of dogs mm-hmm. and like all these all these uh you know dog, puppies are being picked up. It's the most heartbreaking part of the film because Danny DeVito's puppy is the last one that's left in the box, and he's like, Oh no, I'm all alone. Oh, don't leave me all alone, please. Oh, I hate being in this box. Hey, that's my brother. Don't take my brother. And I'm sitting here like near tears. <laughs> like this puppy, like being all alone in this box. And then he's picked up by like a biker family. The two sons one. of anarchy take them. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like a little Nelson Munz kid and a dad with a t shirt that says, If you can read this, the bitch fell off. <laughs> And it's just, he's like, all right, put him in your bag and get on the hog. We're late, you know. And Danny DeVito's just like, ah, you look like pretty shitty people. Guess I'll escape from you. <laughs> on a mid-bike ride, by the way, he jumps off. It's it's a dog stunt. This <laughs> is a really impressive dog stunt. And now he's just an alley dog. Yeah. Which, listen, everybody, an alley dog in new york city will not fly no there's way too much these dogs running around the streets of new york you would be picked up in a heartbeat it's not oliver and company all right it doesn't work that way oliver did not have rabies (laughs) as it turns out although that would have been an interesting turn can you imagine like the twist ending of this movie is like danny devito gets in a dog fight and then it's like a dog that has rabies and then danny devito's dog has rabies they have to put him down like they really take that fucking hard turn like a real turner and (laughs) ending yeah oh yeah dude just not a dry eye in the house (laughs) so he gets picked up by the dog pound obviously and you know i think mikey's been sulking so much that they're like you know what we're gonna get him the dog we have an enormous house why not you know we'll we'll get him a dog and travolta does it without christiali's permission which yep have you been married to this woman for 10 years, or have you not been married to this woman for 10 years? Totally. This is a real Homer Simpson bungle, if I ever saw one. Like, no no partner should do this to their wife. But however, are you kidding me? This guy, this woman is so high strung. Like, yeah. it's you're asking for it. Oh, dude, every day, it's like a hairline difference between, like, <laughs> doing okay and flipping out Mm -hmm. every day you're this close john travolta well that's the things i feel like he's like a stimpy-esque figure (laughs) in that like there's the red button and he's just like i have to touch the red button (laughs) and then like he turns around after he's pressed the red button he's like and he turns back around there's another red button and like that's him the whole movie is he's just doing these things that he knows is gonna make her want to kill him oh yeah and here's the other thing. He knows that, unfortunately, all he has to do, once she gets really pissed off, is put the moves on her, uh-huh. which she somehow falls for every time. The moves, which is impersonate Elvis, which always makes me want to throw up. <laughs> yep. 
What is sexy about John Travolta doing an Elvis impersonation? Or anyone doing an Elvis impersonation, for that matter. I'm looking at you, John Stamos. Yep. Tarantino does it okay (laughs) in that Golden Girls episode, but... (laughs) Yeah, but Blanche wasn't lining up to fuck him. Precisely. Wasn't she, though? No, I don't know. <laughs> it's Blanche. I don't give her a benefit of a doubt at all. No, no that's no, true. No, no. Nobody was safe. No. And they're all about... And again, like it's this gallows humor, because Danny yep. DeVito's like, well, I guess I'm about to get moited. Oh, yeah. yeah. Th- all of these dogs are on death row. Mm-hmm. For some reason, though, Danny DeVito gets like... Like six hours on the block, yeah, you and get he's bumped up all- to the top of the list. I, what did they, What did he do? What is the deleted scene? Like piss on the dog catcher's foot? Well, Especially the cop biter is below him somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I do think they found a bunch of diseases. <laughs> they did test the immediate. You know, that's what they do immediately. You get the dog into custody, and then you. you so know. he's just he's that much of a mangy month that they were like, we gotta kill this dog before Ebola breaks out in the city. Oh, that- man. The dog from the thing. He, that's what he is. He's got like this weird like spider on his back. Boom, boom. <laughs> All boom, these boom. tentacles <laughs> infecting the other dogs. Oh, sorry, kid. I wanted to bring the dog home, but uh, he didn't want to be a dog. He wanted to be us. You know? <laughs> is like, why did you bring this dog home? And then he looks at her, dead eyes, and goes... <laughs> and like all these shit, all these, all these tentacles come out of Travolta. I love it. Instant A plus movie. What a, what a left turn for this franchise. Ah, <laughs> oh, but so so whatever. He's on death row. John Travolta takes the kid down to the pound, and it's like you're gonna pick up a dog. And I didn't talk to your mother about this. Okay. And you know, it's like, oh, of course, the Danny DeVito dog recognizes Mikey, and he's like. Oh, I recognize that kid because he smells like cookies and dite. <laughs> and so, like, he runs up and tackles him. Mm. And he's like, I want this one. In any other situation, it's like, all right, this dog just jumped on you, yeah. like, totally unprovoked. Like, nope, not bringing this dog home. Nope. Sorry. Oh, oh, and we're suing the whole, the kennel here. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're having this, we're owning this kennel now. Absolutely. This dog handler got foiled by a dog <laughs> and tackled my son. I don't think so. I'm going to own this municipal dog pound. <laughs> you watch. Speaking of the thing, though, it, this is a thing that bothers me about these Look Who's Talking, the Look Who's Talking franchise. Yes. It's the implied telekinesis. Yeah. Yes. It's a really weird thing. Like, even in the first, like, because the, in, in the first two movies, it's not just, it's one thing if we're just pretending like babies are hyper smart and they just have all these complex emotions and feelings that they cu- couldn't obviously have right. or ways to express them. But the fact that they're communicating with each other by like looks, yeah, it's terrifying. And it ca- carries over here. All these dogs are like talking to him and not like bark. It'd be easy enough like they're barking and that's how they talk. Right. No, but they're just like staring at each other. This is fucking eerie shit. Yes. No, it's creepy. Well, and it's the same thing in that first movie. Bruce Willis is talking to all these babies and they're all just yeah. babies looking at each other. In the second one, though, isn't it like Mikey's old enough to talk so he can't communicate with the no, well, sister. The, that's what's really stupid about that second one is that the kid is like mouthing the words. Yes. But yeah. the inner monologue is still happening. And it's still Bruce Willis. Yes. No, Bruce Willis. Good God. It's really stupid. <laughs> it's incredibly stupid, did, and I wish I hadn't seen it again. So does Mikey <laughs> still have telekinesis is the question. I think that's the thing. You grow out of it. Oh, oh X-Men yeah. prequel. <laughs> <laughs> origin story, yeah. I, like I think this. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just a nice origin he story. He learned to suppress it. Like mm-hmm. I think 
that's what you're led to believe, right? Is all babies can do it. Then when you learn how to talk, you just let it go. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? And I'm sure one of those fucking different comic books, he has a sister, right, Steve? <laughs> he does, actually. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Cassandra Nova. Oh. There you go. Not Julie. Damn it. <laughs> and that's been the comic book minute. <laughs> <laughs> Check back next week. <laughs> and yeah, so th- then, of course, in tr- typical sitcom fashion, this maniac that's been stalking John Travolta <laughs> through employment un- uh, arrives at his house completely unannounced with another dog. Yep. Because yep. she knows that Mikey wants a dog. She gets a poodle, which obviously no most boys don't want a poodle. And, of course, it has to be a lady froofy poodle. Right. And it's not just a poodle, though. This, we're told, is a dog that she's had. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. And she's just like... I heard your kid wanted a dog, so here's my dog. You can have it. And you're just like, what? Because at one point, Diane Keaton's like, oh, I'm seven years old or something. And Danny DeVito's like, you look great for Jevin. Let's fuck. (laughs) But she says, like, you know, that she's an older dog or whatever. And, yeah, like, she's just owned this dog, like, has had this dog, paid for this dog to go to the finest boarding school, this, that, and the other thing. And she's like, and now it's yours. Because I might want to have sex with this man. Oh, there's no mites about it. Here's this dog and a bag of my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, movie. (laughs) See you later. There's, yeah, they should have definitely made this woman a little crazier. I mean, but it's crazy to give someone your dog, right? To show up unannounced and give someone your dog. And And all your dog shit, Yeah, it's the stupid gag of, like, Kirstie Alley's like, well, now there's a dog. And she goes to close the door. And then, like, six delivery guys come in with all the dog's luggage. Uh, You know what? Just throw it out. (laughs) Just turn around and throw it in the garbage. Go to Bed Bath & Beyond and get a pillow and put it on the ground. (laughs) And it's so dumb. Like, then we start having to hear Diane Keaton through this movie. And she's just playing, like, the snootiest of snoots. And it is obnoxious. It's very irritating. And also, why would you give kids a seven-year-old dog anyway? Enjoy burying this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Serious before or you putting get to high school or putting it down the laundry chute. <laughs> That's a big poodle. It's not fitting if down it, the laundry chute. If it's chute. a bad night and it happens, yeah. Oh, yeah. and Christy Alley just doesn't want to deal with it. Just ditch it in the middle of the night. Oh, it ran away. <laughs> ran away to that farm upstate garbage chute. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. Maybe it falls on Daniel Stern's face. He's trying to rob the building. Claws it all up. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, but now th- th- this is the craziest thing in the world. So, Christy Alley is really pissed because not only did her husband go behind her back and invite one animal into her house, he also his crazy like horned up boss <laughs> made sure that there were two dogs at once. And she's like, "This is ridiculous. We got to get rid of one." Uh, and she, you know, he's like, "Oh, we can't get rid of the Zed Anthony's dog because I'm gonna get fired, and we can't get the other one. He's he's on the gallows, baby." Yeah. <laughs> It's so ridiculous, like, the situation that he puts this family in. It's like, I get it, like, the the one angle, like, yeah, my boss gave me this dog. Like, I don't want to be rude about it or whatever. To me, that's like, find another home yep. for Danny yeah. DeVito. That's what you do. Find another home for either of them. You're, Seth- you're now in You own the dog. <laughs> well, the thing is, he do, he's so stupid, he doesn't even understand that this woman really wants to fuck him in this movie. Yeah, like, he's if, got no clue. Because he's a five-year-old. Anyone, 
any smart person would be like, oh, man, this is really getting too much. I'm going to set boundaries right now and return this dog. Yeah. Say thanks, yeah. but no thanks, baby. Yeah, exactly. Does not happen. Accepts it willing. Oh, geez, thanks. It's so fantastic. The brilliant idea they have. Oh, this is this is some bad dog politics. Is instead, we're going to keep them both until one of them fucks up. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to rip the dog away from the loving children <laughs> yep. and throw him in the fucking street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On Christmas morning, preferably. Yeah. Oh, Santa came. Be distracted with that while I throw this dog out the window. <laughs> I don't want it to be snowing. I want it to be sleeting. <laughs> it's so insane. And, you know, if that's what your policy is going to be, then you immediately right then and there have to get rid of one of them. Yes. yes. Just do it. Look, it's a dumb kid. He'll be sad for a couple weeks. Yeah. Tops. He'll get over it. There's still a dog. At the end of the day, there's still a dog. Flip a coin. <laughs> one comes with much less luggage, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Your house is filled with all of these things. There's actually one moment where, like, this guy brings in, like, a wardrobe of dog clothes. And Kirstie Alley looks at it like... And kind of like puts her arm through it, like, yeah. gee, could I wear this dog clothing? <laughs> Jesus, a dog Christ. jacket. Yeah, I mean, I know you're unemployed, but that is some hard times wearing a dog's jacket. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's bad news, man. Start selling some furniture first. How about that? Or get a job, like freelance accounting. It happens all the time. That's what you're doing the first one. The first one, she's doing freelance counting. Well, it's not tax season, man. It's the holidays. Nobody's doing anything. Everyone's spending money. They don't care about how much money they have. It's true. We're credit carding all over the place. It's holiday madness. I imagine, though, the layoff pay had to be insane. They never really figure, you know, they don't address if she has severance. some sort of severance yeah. of any kind. It's just, I got fired! <laughs> Which is Kirstie Alley crying is one of the worst sounds you could hear. Yeah. Like all I was thinking about was that Dumb and Dumber scene. Like you want to hear the most <laughs> annoying sound in the world? It's Kirstie Alley crying. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble, Jim Carrey, but it's not your noise. It's Kirstie Alley crying. Which he modeled on Kirstie Alley crying. <laughs> but that's kind of her entire bag of comedic tricks, right? Like is different modulations of crying. It's crying and whining, and then like fast paced snap. Frazzled. Yes. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. Frazzled sure. is yeah, her yeah. central. Throwing out. She's good at like throwing out the insults and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. She's good at that. But yeah, crying is what's making up most of the bag of tricks. <laughs> so yeah, they have this weird hunger games for dogs going on. <laughs> like one of them's going to die and the other one's going to be showered with riches. There's another instance when they're having this argument of John Travolta like using sex to smooth things over because she's like, we're going to, she's like, Dan, now. So you know, that's like their thing for we're going to have a fight and we don't want the kids to hear and they close the doors and they're like freaking out about it. He's like, oh, come on, baby. It's going to be fun, right? Hey. Do you like Elvis? And he's, she's like, not now. I swear to God. There's two beasts in our home that you brought here. I'm not having sex with you. And then I think they kind of have sex. <laughs> it would be really annoying then if, like, if the girl grows up to be like a couple years older and they get like a Super Nintendo mm. and they're playing NBA Jam. And she's always the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> and the kid, like the son's just like, will you please play a different team? <laughs> So, yeah, we're we're trying to see, like, who's the better dog. And, of course, it's like Danny DeVito's a street dog, so he's, like, a slob, and he's pissing in the house and yeah. everything. Yeah, like, Why should I worry? Why should I care? <laughs> and I, I don't know. They go out for a night, and there's, Not like, Not nearly enough dog antics. I mean, that's number the, one of yeah. my criticisms, because that's yeah. the thing. We want to watch things talk that shouldn't talk. Yeah. 
<laughs> that I guess that's the only thing to watch in these movies, but they always trick you into watching a Kirstie Alley movie. I mean, you know, look who's talking now. It's John Travolta's penis. Like that's <laughs> he's doing the most work in this movie. Why would you like focus so much story? Like, I get it from the other movies, it's like it's just a baby and you can't do much with it. And yeah. Bruce Willis is only so charming as a voiceover actor. Yeah. So you have the adults doing things. And yeah. then like, same in the second movie, we're learning how to raise two kids and whatever. And it's fine. And I'm fighting over having a job better than yours. But this movie, it's like, look, once you introduce dogs, it's a dog movie. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not a people movie. I want dogs. Dogs up the ass. And the thing is, is that all their antics, like, you should have, like, a full, like, let's go to the dog park. Or I, I don't even know if they had dog parks back then. But, like, let's, hey, let's go out to where the dogs go. Let's go to a park. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't and then have like, to be a dog and, park. Like, that's the best thing about the only thing I will say for the second one is they have Damon Wayans playing another baby. Yeah. And that's what you have to do is you have to get other, you know, character actors to come in and say a line Exactly. You know, because Danny DeVito is like Henny Youngman in this movie. He's just got like these one-liners for fucking everybody. He's got the most dialogue in this movie. But this is when everyone's career had turned to poison at this point, right? Like, Diane Keaton couldn't get anything. It was yeah. before. She was in that weird, like, post-baby boom, like, first wives club, what am I going to do in any movie <laughs> thing. And Danny DeVito had nothing going on. Travolta had Nothing going on. Travolta was about to be in his garage before they called this movie. Danny DeVito, it's almost the saddest one of all. This is a year after The Penguin. That's true. Yeah. And there's just, you're doing this movie. Like, come on. Use that. <laughs> Get some, But everyone was repulsed by that. No one wanted that in, on their set. They just assumed he wasn't wearing makeup in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Like, that's, like, probably hands down his best performance. Yeah. And it cursed him. Yeah, it did. Because you just associate him with a monster, which is why Frank on Sunny is always so great, because it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's that monster from Batman. <laughs> Look, he's being a monster here. It's gross, too. So do we do we pay him in fish? <laughs> <laughs> do we have to get a specialty craft services menu or what? Like, I got a whitefish guy, but it's all smoked. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to hear about him trying to find his parents. Uh no. <laughs> Next. <laughs> So most of this movie, because there's really no dog antics, it's like we know the dogs are on blast and it's like whoever messes up first is getting gassed or whatever. <laughs> in the house. Oh, yeah. In-house gassing for sure. <laughs> um, so then the other part of it is we start we're getting closer to Christmas and it's like John Travolta is getting busier and busier. He's homeless. He's gone for weeks at a time. Uh, and, and we start getting into. Well, you're not going to have to work on Christmas, right? You'll be home for Christmas because he goes out on this big, like, worldwide jaunt. And again, like, they don't specify what this woman's business is, but she is globetrotting. She's got some merger in the works, is, you know, one of those vague mergers. Yeah, she's talking to all sorts of CEOs, something, something. They're all being real staunchy. Yeah. (laughs) And she's, like, going to France. She's going to Europe. She's doing all this stuff. And she's apparently not making moves on this guy. Like, she's waiting for Christmas. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> and he he always comes back talking about, oh, we went out to dinner here, and oh, this, that, the other thing, this funny thing happened at the hotel. Like, cause he's, he's dumb and he's being charmed by her. But, like, she's not, ma- make your move then, lady. Like, let's go out for drinks. I know here. Exactly. Like, Get him drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, you're taking a stroll under the Champs-Élysées. Like, come yeah. on. Let's go up to my hotel room, watch TV. Oh, Cheers is on. Hey, is that your wife? Hey, let's make out. 
Exactly. It's just like, it's a weird waiting for Christmas. Like, she's waiting for all the pieces to fall into place. But he's so dumb. He doesn't understand what's going on. And there's a scene where he takes Kirstie Alley and the mother-in-law, Olympia Dukakis, out to dinner at this fancy restaurant. And, like... He's like ordering a bottle of wine, this, that, and the other thing. And Olympia Dukakis is like, What's with your idiot ordering all this nice stuff? And she's like, Oh, he's picked up a couple things. Did he also pick up that suit from Don Johnson? Oh, dude, I was just going to say he's wearing a Don Johnson jacket. It's so the Miami Vice outfit, dude. Crockett and Tubbs could come in at any second and be like, Give it back. <laughs> He borrowed that jacket from the, the, the wolf from the fucking Paula Abdul video. <laughs> it's, I mean, he looks like an idiot in this <laughs> yeah, thing. He does. And it's like, you know, oh, fancy restaurant, new clothes, this, that, and the other thing. Wow, he's getting really cultured. He must be making money. And then it's like, no, she made the reservation and is paying for dinner. She bought him the suit because they were going to some fancy restaurant in Paris and he couldn't get in without one or whatever. Here's the here's the thing, John Travolta, right away why you're the biggest idiot of all time that doesn't understand what's happening here. When have you ever heard of some high-powered so-and-so hanging out with the pilot? <laughs> Spending, yep. I mean, maybe, you know, you take Bird out for drinks like yeah. once in a while, yeah. whatever. This much time, restaurants buying you things, kind of, sort of, like, letting you in on the professional side of what's happening here to the point where he, like, kind of has opinions about things because she'll be like, oh, no, so-and-so's really riding me for whatever. And he's like, oh, jeez, I thought that was done with last week. <laughs> well, that's the thing is you do it once and you can tell if he's into it or if he's yes. not. Yes. And, like, she has this plan. Like, she's going to lose her virginity to him. Like, it's got to be this special place. It's got to be a special time. She's got to be in the right mood. But she's a captain of industry. Obviously, princes have offered their fucking king like kingdoms to her. Oh, sure. And shit like that. Like, that's who she is. She's that kind of powerful woman. And this fucking pilot who doesn't know what up is. <laughs> Jeez, I hope he knows what up is. He's a pilot. <laughs> up is literally his job. Yeah, most pilots, like... You tip them once at the end of the year and like you do have a big long talk with people and like figure out the least you're legally allowed to tip them and then you tip them. <laughs> exactly. like, is that like four hundred bucks? That seems like too much. Also, but he did fly me five different times. Her job is so weird in that like she's going to put out all these fires in person. Mm -hmm. You know? And pre email, I, man. I guess so, but like make a phone call with some <laughs> of these things, you know. She's and I guess maybe it's a product of like she wants him alone as much as possible. So I'd imagine the person on the other end of this transaction is like, no, you don't have to come here. We can just take this, you know, do a call. We'll yeah. get on a call. We'll figure it out. No, no, no. I'll fly to you. Don't worry about that. I've got my personal pilot. My lawyer is in New York. Just talk to him. This yeah. is all this is. What the hell is wrong with you? No, 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 no. Face-to-face -face business deals. <laughs> just some, like Italian businessman to go out to lunch. Like, you're here? What? Oh my! Oh my God! What are you doing here? <laughs> I mean, I guess I have to take you out to dinner now. Like, what? This is weird. I, I mean, there's there's no one here. Who did you think was going to be here? <laughs> I guess we can have dinner. Who's your pilot? <laughs> That's who this. I, do I have to pay for him? <laughs> I mean, okay, <laughs> all right. Let's go. <laughs> I guess I care about this fucking merger. I guess that's what's <laughs> happening now. Can I say this is quite out of the ordinary? <laughs> I will also note, and it's Friday, 8 p.m. <laughs> it's a little rich is all I'm going to say. 
It's a bit rich. <laughs> there's thorough, and then there's whatever this is. <laughs> is the mechanic coming? Let's get the mechanic too. <laughs> So he's been on this like whirlwind tour, mm-hmm. and the whole thing is, I will be home for Christmas. Do not worry about it. And you know, Rocks just keeps messing up. He's chewing shoes, pissing on things. Right. At one point, the do- I mean, it's not even worth talking about the dogs, man. But like, at one point, they go out on a dog date. The only thing that I'll mention about this, I guess, is that there's some impossible New York geography going on because we're told they live in Queens. It's a Queens suburb. The next thing we know, these dogs are in the middle of Manhattan running around. So either they got on a train or a bus, <laughs> or we're led to believe these dogs ran from suburban Queens to Manhattan, which is a long run for dogs. You, and you don't see stray dogs in Manhattan just having adventures. There's just there's not dogs running down Fifth Avenue. It doesn't happen. Sometimes you see a cat under a dumpster. Maybe. <laughs> That's it. No dogs. And, of course, we do Our Lady and the Tramp. Uh-huh. Scene. Oh, we were waiting for it. That's what we sold this movie on. Yeah. Pretty much. You remember that cartoon a thousand years ago? <laughs> this is kind of like it, but dumber and shittier. <laughs> hey, it's uh, like uh, Lady and the Tramp with Diane Keaton and Danny DeVito. Right? Oh, that's just as precious. <laughs> of course. There's a weird, like, uh, they hate each other, you know what I mean? Like, they have, like, a little sitcom-y, little uh, flirtatious relationship. A these, real Sam and Diane, if you will. These dogs do. Yeah. And... It's really weird because he's like, she's like mongrel, and he's like bitch. And the way, and I know that bitch is a female dog, but having Danny DeVito say bitch, I know what's going on, and I don't think my kids should be hearing it. Nope, not at all. And that's one of those things where then the kids quoting it, and they're gonna be like, "But the movie dog did it." (laughs) This is not a family film. You fucking bitch. (laughs) Jesus, Danny. (laughs) Ah, so so now it's. Yeah, they love each other. She actually also kind of for the plot. She sabotages him like they have some dog fight, but like they (laughs) argue. And then she's like, oh, you know, he gets his one last chance. So she she goes in and betrays him by like chewing up a shoe. So they think he did it. But they don't even set up that this is like a special pair of shoes. Like, well, it's it's just just some fucking random pair of shoes. She says something like it's a throwaway line of like, oh, what does he get yelled at for the most? Oh, the ones that are in the boxes. So it's like, I guess that's how she knows it's like important in some way. Yeah, because then it becomes heartbreaking. So they have this wonderful night out and like nobody minds like letting dogs into buildings or anything also, like that. It's so dumb. Also, there's that really super duper weird scene where she's in the mud. Dance run in the mud with me. And she says it's so sensual. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh, vomit. <laughs> I think that mud romp cut off a few minutes early. That's all I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. There's some stuff in that mud scene that we didn't see. I'm glad we did. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm happy. I'm yeah. happy as a pig I'm, and yeah. shit. I mean, that would be my sub show, right? Is I've got kids here because <laughs> it's just, every every kids movie, it's I've got kids here, and so th- she comes up. Kirstie Alley's like, "That's it, Rox. You're out on your ass in an indeterminate amount of time now." Yeah. So uh, in the meantime, just sit outside on this patio we have. <laughs> you can't come in, and so all right, it's it's whatever. John Travolta. It's Christmas Eve, and it's like I really hate to do this. We have to get in the air for one last thing because it's her crazy masterstroke, yeah. and yes. I think she's been working towards this for weeks. Oh yeah, and it's like I got to meet with this guy at his cabin upstate. So off we go. We're flying to I don't know. Plattsburgh, somewhere in the mountains, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like, 
It's exactly what you think it is, right? They take a limo to their house. At first, I was like, is John Travolta also driving this limo? Cause that well, he be, might you know, as well, the amount of money she's paying. But that's I, what I didn't understand. I'm like, if you just have to fly her to the place, yeah. why are you going all the way to the fucking house? Exactly. Drop her off. Here's Larry the limo guy. You're done. Yeah. Just go. Just go. And I know, okay, like you're going to be probably, they're not going to let you fly in this storm. <laughs> yeah. No. But still, like, just you don't have to be here. And he even says at one point, like, look, I can, if I can get back, I can get a cab. I'll drive down yeah, back yeah. to the city. Like, whatever. I really just want to see my kids on Christmas. And she's like, oh, no, you don't. Yeah, totally. Like, she's insane. She's going around unplugging phones and fax machines. She, she makes up a fax. Oh, yeah, there's a fake fax in this movie. She wrote it two weeks ago. She had yep. a couple of drafts of this fake fax. This is, it's like Ocean's Eleven with this shit. <laughs> this is thought out. I think Elliot Gould helped her. <laughs> it's so insane. So you want to fuck John Travolta, huh? <laughs> okay, fine. Well, we're going to need 12 guys. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're at this cabin and, and it's snowing and he can't leave. And she's like, okay, well, we're stuck here. We might as well have some fun. There's a fireplace that's hooked up to the clapper, which is a dumb joke. And then she's like, okay, it sure is uh, you know, cold in here. By the way, I don't know how to dance. And we're getting, like, dance lessons. Never learned the box step, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I hate to do this, but we have to talk about the dream sequence really quickly. Yeah, you're sure. totally right. Because we're talking about dancing. Uh, this is during Christy Alley's. Ang- they're on opposite ends of the globe. They both have anxiety about what they're doing. At some point, so, like, he's imagining her having a sexy time with Santa Claus. And she's imagining him right. doing the tango with this lady. And George Seagal shows up. And so... For anyone who doesn't remember, George Seagal is the father of Mikey in the first movie. And he's just, he's back for this cameo as Santa. He strips off his Santa costume. And I don't think he comes back. I don't remember him in the second one. I think he's just like, fuck it. Okay, I have a kid. I mean, Just Shoot Me was a few years away. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I guess so. Let's just do this dumb cameo. Is he paying child support? He better be paying child support. That's the thing. They don't really mention it. Yeah. They they don't discuss it. He would have to in that situation. Yeah, you have, have to, to you have to be throwing something towards this kid. Totally. And uh, he's like a rich CEO too. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's super rich. Yeah, no, he, there's a fund. There's a fund somewhere. <laughs> and like the, it's a big John Travolta dance number where he's tangoing around, et cetera, et cetera. And then like George Segal reveals himself. I'm like, imagine, Andrew, you've been married for a couple of years now. I have. Imagine living this entire marriage in terror that George Seagal is going to come and take your wife away. I know. I. It's a weird thing to have to live with. <laughs> Being terrified of George Seagal. Sexually threatened by George Seagal. Intimidated by it's, George. Like, happy how you doing, George Seagal. Like waking up in cold sweats after a dream George Seagal <laughs> opens a bathrobe and says, what are we going to do about this? <laughs> It's no way to live. It's not. And it's John Travolta every day of his life, apparently. (laughs) He's having these jealousy dreams. So it's, and then the dumbest thing is the dreams converge. (sighs) Uh huh. And so, like, Kirstie Alley, like, notices what's going on, and John Travolta notices what's going on in these respective (sighs) dream sequences. They come together. Their baby telekinesis kicks in when you sleep. And it's a weird thing where when they start talking to each other, they're like, wait. Are we dreaming? What's going on? This is weird. Well, at least we get to spend time together. Let's party! <laughs> and they just start So dancing. what? So let's dance! Yeah, and it's like, 
all of a sudden, it's like a Fred and Ginger routine. And John Travolta is blowing Kirstie Alley out of the water, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Oh, he's yeah. leading. Oh, he's oh leading. my God. I mean, she's barely keeping up. He is mopping the dance floor with and her. And fucking Freddy Krueger's in the corner tickling those ivories. <laughs> oh, man. If Freddy just annihilated this couple. Or, or she's like, oh, John. She's got her hand against his chest and then she opens his shirt and there's a bunch of little Freddy Krueger's on there. <laughs> and he was Freddy Krueger the whole time. The whole oh, time. that would be pretty great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's just like they wake up from from that dream, and it's like, wow, that was weird. Did I just talk to my husband in a dream world? <laughs> ah, he must be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and we cut back to Christy. So, yeah, they're off having their adventure, and, like, John Travolta's being idiotly, like, <laughs> fooled by her. And, she, you know, Christy Alley think, still thinks he's coming home for Christmas. She realizes he isn't. She starts doing her crying thing. Olympia Dukakis <laughs> tells this story about, like, when your father was in oh the war, oh, man, it's this crazy. It's like the story from Jaws, almost. Like it's like the, the, there was like all we had all these men, and then these sharks kept eating them, and like I was the last one left. Your father was in the war, you know. There, there was a bomb thing, and he was, you know, with a bunch of USO girls, and he was on an island. And he all kept by, on eating them. Yeah, he was, he was on an island all alone with these USO girls, and he never did a thing because he was such a good guy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the 1940s, this guy was knee deep. Oh, oh yeah. 1,000%. And the way she says that she knows that it's true is that the USO, she met the USO girls and they said nothing happened. Well, case closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's all it takes for Olivia Dukakis to believe it. Oh, I fucked this guy, what now, 30 years ago? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, should I ruin his life or? Yeah, yeah, no, it was fine. Uh, all he did was uh, talk about you the whole time. Yeah, that's the oldest one in the book, man. Yeah, I know. And then, like, Kirstie Alley is like, oh, well, all right then. Guess I'll just go to this cabin in the woods and get him back. Oh, she brings the kids because we're on a breakdown right now. Like, you know oh. what I mean? If it's not a breakdown, you leave the kids. You're like, you know what? He might be stranded. He might be in trouble. I'm going to confront him. But when you bring the kids, you're having a break. You bring the kids and the dog. She's Uma Thurman in Infomania. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, this is all or nothing <laughs> is what she's in right now. Does she have a gun? This is my question. <laughs> I, you know what? She takes that cab. There's probably one in the glove compartment mm-hmm. in 1993 New York City. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely, he's packing heat. Why are you bringing the dogs? You've got the grandparents like, hey, grandma and grandpa, just watch these freaking dogs. She's like, she says to Olympia Dukakis, like, put a bunch of food in Tupperware. We're like taking... We're taking Christmas dinner and all the presents. Yeah. We're shoving it all in this taxi cab, and I'm driving God knows where (laughs) to find him. We're bringing it to his infidelity. Yeah. Oh, boy, will his sexy face be red. And you want your kids to see this? Exactly. (laughs) No, exactly. It's all emotional leverage. It's all it (laughs) is. is. is, It's exactly Nymphomaniac, and it's amazing. (laughs) So they hit the road, and, uh, you know... They're driving along. They're passing some people. They're passing Scatman Carruthers and the Snowcat. He's going the other way because it's getting really bad out there. And she's speeding with this taxi cab in a snowstorm. She's like, you know how to get to the Overlook Hotel? Is that a left or a right? Because I, I keep getting these shines. Oh, no. Better go tell Doc that his little romantic rendezvous is about to get busted up. 
And she, of course, she drives the car off the road. It crashes into a ravine. Everybody's okay. Yeah, because she's like driving with tears in her eye the whole time, <laughs> probably talking to herself. Mommy, you could use some windshield wipers for your eyeballs, too. <laughs> Like, you know, everybody's fine. <laughs> the dogs and children alike. <laughs> I think the mashed potatoes the... stayed in the Tupperware. Jewel's the... first record is playing on loop. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are small, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they are, Julius. They are. <laughs> and I mean, like, why bring the dogs? Are the dogs emotional leverage? Like, you're leaving two children and two dogs, you monster. <laughs> I don't even want... Maybe she's giving the dog back. Maybe that's the thing. And take your fucking dog. Oh, yeah, you're totally right. Here's this other shitty one, too. <laughs> Good luck. This you One of your kind. <laughs> Voiced by Danny DeVito, of all things. Really, John? <laughs> really, Danny DeVito as a dog? That's disgusting. And so they're like, all right, let's see where we are. And Kirstie Alley, like, steps out of the cab, and there's a wolf. Oh, it's a sassy wolf. It's a sassy wolf. And it's like, oh, where you think you're going, (laughs) sweet thing? Mm, I'm going to eat your whole family. (laughs) It's so strange. It's like a jet and a shark. (laughs) And so Danny DeVito rolls down the window like all dogs do. To be fair, this is a this is a dog trope, dog movie trope, and this is not a dog movie, but it's ending like a dog movie because most dog movies end with dog v wolf, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Which let me tell you something: <laughs> this dog would be torn to shreds. Yeah, of course, just straight up torn to shreds. Although Turner and Hooch is dog v drug smugglers. <laughs> That's true. It was the eighties. Everyone was v drug smugglers, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it was the vague drug trade. <laughs> uh, so like Danny DeVito fights this wolf and like. Bats him away, I guess. And he's yeah. like kind of injured, but fine. And so it's like, okay, the dogs decide that while the humans sit in the car, like they'll go out and straighten everything out. So Danny DeVito is like, all right, Diane Keaton, use your nose to go find people to get help. I'm going to go and find John Travolta for some reason because he's got like the stench of him. This is the best part about dog telekinesis. They can multitask. All right, you do this. I'll do that. We'll talk to each other with our eyes. Is there a uh, distance range for dog telekinesis? That's a great question. Right? Because, you know, eventually, like, they're so far enough apart, like, they're not talking to each other. Well, I mean, as they get older, their concentration gets better. So then (laughs) they can do longer ranges. Oh, they get good at it, you're saying? So it's not like you have to have the person in your sights. No, I I mean, like they're. I mean, John Travolta, Christy Alley are fucking dream talking. That takes years. <laughs> it's You're totally right. Scatman Crothers driving the snowcat. He hears this conversation. <laughs> Lord, I wish I could change the channel. Well, no, that's actually why John Travolta is like more and more. I'm not doing this is because Christy Alley is closer and closer. And oh, oh you to- like you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. You're totally you right. Son of a bitch. Oh, no, wait, what are you trying to do to me? Oh, shit. <laughs> She's trying to fuck you. Oh, I thought these were just innocent dance lessons. <laughs> Whoops. Dance lessons, you idiot. <laughs> Sexy fireside dance lessons or something. <laughs> He's like, oh, you don't know how to dance? Let me show you how to dance. And it's like, you're stupid. And you know what's really obnoxious about this whole thing? Unless I'm remembering it wrong. I don't think she pulls off one kiss on him. No. Because the dog knocks on the door or like <laughs> barks outside the door and he's like 
Oh, hey, it's Rox, my dog. What are you doing here? He's five seconds away from hitting her, though, because he finds the... Oh, you're totally oh, yeah, yeah. right. It, oh, you're, that's what... That's it's what, taking a dark turn in this house. That's what breaks the illusion, because you're totally right. Because he does a little dip. He dips her. Yeah. And they're like face to face, and you're like, here it comes, Travolta, throwing your life away. And then he turns his head to the side and sees behind the potted plant that she's moved into the way... That she unplugged the fax machine, yeah. and he starts flipping out. Yeah, it's, it's it's getting a little dark in there. Yeah, you're right. And then uh, before he turns into Frank Booth, uh, <laughs> there's a wolf at the door, and he's like, oh, that's my dog, I think. That sounds like my dog. That means my wife must be near? What? <laughs> and the dog, like, comes in and pisses on this woman's foot, and they leave. <laughs> Great. And so it's like, we're, we're going to walk back. The dog's going to show you the way to the car. Diane Keaton finds a family. There's a tow truck. That's fine. Encountering a, the whole pack of wolves on this road. Yep. They're all sass-talking wolves, <laughs> by the way. And then you're like, okay, what's going to happen here? Is John Travolta going to fight a pack of wolves? Because that would be pretty sweet. You know sweet. what they are? It's like all the weasels from Roger Rabbit. You're totally right. Yep, yep. yep that's exactly what it is. And then we it cuts. We don't know what Don happens. Don Rickles is one of these wolves, by the way. Is he? Yeah. How does that wolf not insult somebody? Yeah. What? What's the point? Yeah. What's the point of getting Rickles if not to let him be Rickles? That's just a waste of resources. It makes no sense. So it, it's Danny DeVito being like, come on, just get out of here. I got this. And I'm like, is this dog sacrificing himself for John Travolta? Okay, dog decisions. And did he hear the telekinesis in his head? Like, oh, man, I'm too close to this dog now. Yeah. You sound like Danny DeVito. So, you sound like that guy from Taxi. <laughs> and I kind of look like Tony Dancer. So... They get to, like, a ranger station, and this cop's like, we're not going anywhere tonight. Like, you know, you're spending Christmas at this ranger office. Mm. And may I point out, uh, in the first movie, uh, Chrissy Alley's OBGYN is played by Scully's father. Uh-huh. Uh, her, the doctor who delivers jo- uh, Baby Joey uh-huh. is Cancer Man. Baby Joey? The, her, the first, not Michael. Mike, My, oh, Mike. Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. Mikey. Uh, is Cancer Man. Uh-huh. And this guy is Pusher. Oh, man. Are you, I think. Do you think it's a thing where it's like, we're filming these movies in Canada, yep. so let's, yeah. Yeah. we're just I using think Canadian really character is. actors? Yeah. That's kind of funny. So many X-Files connections. I was just like, <laughs> wow, man, you just picked them all off, That's didn't funny. you? I thought that guy looked familiar. Yeah. I didn't look him up, though. That's why, for the same reason, most direct-to-DVD movies have six... Six tenths of the Battlestar Galactica cast, <laughs> most of them. So he's like, you know, just hunker down here for the night. The storm's coming in, or whatever. And it's like a, you know, the old horse shit. How's Santa gonna find us? Blah blah blah. They've been. Terrib- How's Santa gonna find us? I'm more worried about what's going on at the Overlook Hotel. Yeah. Their, their, <laughs> their transmissions are down, and so. You know, they're, like, getting ready to settle in for the night. And the kid thinks, Mikey, who the whole movie, they're paranoid that now that Mikey's not believing in Santa, they think that he's going to tell the little girl and ruin that. Um, But the kid's looking out the window, and he sees, like, a person stumbling towards this ranger station. And he's like, I think Santa might be outside. (laughs) Not too sure. Hey, Mom, come take a look at this. Door opens. It's John Travolta just, like, sweating and covered in snow. So this kid, again, is just, I guess, kind of like, oh, 
Well, for a second, I thought uh, my belief in Santa was renewed. Uh, but no, it was just my idiot father. So Santa is still fake. Fool me tr- twice, Santa Claus. Yeah. So it's like, oh, everybody's happy. John Travolta's back. And John Travolta waits way too long to reveal that the dog is still alive. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, yeah, it's crazy. Guess what happened? I got in a fight with a pack of wolves. And Rock saved me. Isn't that weird? And they're like, uh-huh. And... uh at what length did he go to to save you? <laughs> did he make the ultimate sacrifice for you or what? And it's like, pause, 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 <laughs> pause. And then the dog runs in. It's like way too long of a delay. But t- to be fair, John Travolta is always with the long pauses. May I bring you to face off at the end where he's revealing that he brought home a bastard child <laughs> into their family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. totally right. <laughs> You're oh, totally yeah. right. He waits way too long to show Joan Allen that kid. You know, way too long. You know what we need after this psychological horror? Instead of picking ourselves up and figuring out who we are, let's focus on a new kid Dude. that's got his own, that's a, the child of a drug dealer. Dude. Now dead drug dealers. You know that Joan Allen had some words for him after the credits rolled and face yeah. off. Den. 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 Yeah, getting that den. <laughs> Oh, man. And so they're reunited, and, and that's the end of the movie. Well, there's a Christmas song that starts playing. Well, the Santa Claus is revealed to be real at the end of the movie, right? Like, there's some weird transmission that they're getting, and it's like... I think that's a thing where the cop knows, like, hey, we're doing something for kids. Okay. It's like when, like, TV stations now do, like, Santa Tracker. Yeah. You know, like, a, the local news station or whatever does, like, Santa Tracker. Get Gary the weather guy to voice him. Yeah, exactly. The highlight of Randy Quaid's acting career is when at, at Christmas vacation, where they're talking, uh, when uh, Chevy Chase is like, oh, you know, uh, they heard on the news that Santa, they okay. saw, you know, a jolly man and a couple of reindeer, and Randy Quaid's stone face, like, you serious, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> man, he's a weird dude, but that's a pitch perfect performance in that Christmas vacation. Oh, but yeah, then this Christmas, this video um, in the credits by Jordy, the baby French rapper. <laughs> I love that. There was no build up to this. You just went right into it like it's the next scene. You should have prefaced it with this is the weirdest shit you'll ever see in your life. It's, it's a rapping baby. It's really strange. It's like a two year old kid. He was a. He was a sensation. He had that one song that was like, it was French baby rap, um, <laughs> Ooh La La Baby or something like that. I'm the- limited on my knowledge of uh, baby <laughs> rap. As oh, really? Yeah, just a little under, under listened on that so one. So you're saying that this thing at the end of this movie isn't this child's only song? No, he's got some hit. So, okay, so Ooh La La Baby, I'll have to look it up. Yeah. So was later. he like the French crisscross? <laughs> he was. They just went a lot younger with it. Well, you can't even understand a word out of this mushmouth's mouth. Yeah, I couldn't. It's insane. And he's but, just rapping about it's the same it's the same words yeah. over and over again. Yeah, it's Santa Claus and they're in this house and it's the two kids from the movie because it's a direct tie-in and and a contractual obligation clearly. Oh, absolutely. It would have to be. And it's just completely non-sex make it again it's completely nonsensical and scary and it's we- terrifying because it's like you're like all right it's the two kids and they're dancing with this baby rapper i guess that's fine <laughs> yeah. and it's like you know and they're in a house they're, they're like, in a house and i don't know if it's like joya noel merry christmas they yeah. keep alternating back and forth yes no way yeah 
And um, then all of a sudden it's like cut to a bedroom and you're like, ha ha, they've just got some people playing the parents you're never going to see. And then the dad sits up and it's John Travolta <laughs> in this music video. And you're like, wow, John Travolta, hard times. And then the mom rolls over and it's Kirstie <laughs> Alley in this music video. And they're like, what's all that racket? They get out of bed and instead of going downstairs to look at these kids, which is how this music video should go. Yeah. They just bend down to the floor and look in a dollhouse they have on the floor of their bedroom. In their room. Yeah. They have a full dollhouse. A huge dollhouse. And... They look inside, and that's where their two children and a rapping baby <laughs> are dancing. In a t- and you see, like, from inside the dollhouse, and it's their huge faces outside, like King Kong. Zolinski! <laughs> this is the mouth of madness. Like, whatever this thing is. Dude, I was in no state to watch that <laughs> after Look Who's Talking Now got over with. <laughs> And I was just shattered to pieces. Well, here's, here's the hold on. Here's here's the name of the song, and you have to read the subtitle as well because it's really great. Okay. Oh, so his name is Jordy. Yeah. So so he achieved this feat. Number one charted single. He's the youngest singer ever. This Guinness World Records is talking. Youngest singer ever to have a number one charted single uh, in 1992 at the age of four and a half <laughs> with the song "Der Der D'être Bebe." It's Tough to be a baby. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the charts, it's tough to be a baby. Personal note, I'm a huge fan of Jordy. Jordy. Well, here's my question. Is it like, was this video shown in America? Or was this, sh- no, this was, was at the, for the European market? When this you was streamed a- it on Netflix, right? Yeah, when I streamed this on Netflix, this was in the credits. The credits happen. That is insanity. It's it, it's the craziest thing because it would make sense. Like fucking, you know, Bradley Cooper will do Hagen Dazs commercials for in France yes. and stuff like that. But yeah, like, and that would make sense if they were like, hey, you know, it's the European market. They want to just see you for five. You seconds. You need to do this French baby video. video. It's only a day. Yeah, you got to pretend like you're seeing your kids dance but, inside a dollhouse. <laughs> don't act that terrified. But it's for the movie and yep. the American audience as well. That is strange. It's so weird. I don't know if it was like a Netflix bumble or what. <laughs> like, yeah. it makes no sense. I will. Yeah, it, it. My jaw dropped when this happened, and that's Listen, why I was like, "This is an this music video that's not connected <laughs> to the film." Was me saying this is an episode because I want to talk about this. Also, and I mean, we're done talking about the movie, but the one thing that's left on the table is how on earth does Kirstie Alley's character not get to have some sort of "and he's my husband, you asshole"? Yeah, like the punch yeah. in the face, retort- yeah, something. Throw her into the fireplace. That might be dark. <laughs> it was a dark turn for look who's talking now. I'm not <laughs> the ask- dog bites her leg. I'm not necessarily asking for that scene, but you know what you do need is the rocks and the Daphne puppies. Yes, yes you where, definitely where do. The fuck are you're we, totally are right. You're, you know? you're a dog movie. That is your ending. There's no question. And here it is, right? It's like you're you're wondering what all the hubbub's about, mm-hmm. right? And then it's like maybe it's mom, Easter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. You know, mom, dad, get in here. Yeah. And then like the two of them run around the corner. He's like, yeah, what's going on? And then he just looks, and you see it's a shot. It's this huge litter, like a comically large litter of puppies, right? And he's just like, oh no, now what's happening? Something like <laughs> now that. Now look who's talking. Yeah, exactly. And it's just all a little like meow meow meow, <sighs> and they're all voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. Every last one of that <laughs> oh litter is voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Danny DeVito's like. I gotta go get some cigarettes. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> yeah. 
It's Rhea Perlman and Gilbert Gottfried. The, <laughs> oh. the females are. <laughs> oh, shudder. <laughs> oh, and that's Look Who's Talking Now. Would anybody recommend this movie? Absolutely Stupid not. Question. God, it's awful. I would Steve? recommend watching both of Jordy's music videos. Find yeah, the yes, Jordy's yes. find Jordy's music. So if nineteen ninety two he was four years old. Yeah. So that's what, eighty eight he's born? Is that yeah. what, what something like that? Yeah, so he's in his like late twenties now. You think Jordy's still making music? He's probably got a drug problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're darn too. <laughs> So's he. That's Look Who's Talking Now from nineteen ninety three, directed by Tom Ropelewski. If you want to get a hold of us or find out more information about the show, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at whmpodcast. And right into the mailbag, we all hate movies at gmail.com. Remember, those last-second holiday gifts, check out our Spreadshirt store, whmpodcast.spreadshirt.com. And also, if you want an audio gift of some kind, check it out. CD Baby, Amazon, Google Play, wherever you download music and other things, uh, electronic media files, you can pick up our latest commentary track, Sucker Punchmentary. You can hear me get horrified watching it for the first time and the other three guys horrified watching it for the second time. And yeah, we just want to say thank you so much for listening in 2014. It's been a good year. Been a real uh, banner year for yeah, we. Absolutely. Movies. No deaths. All four of us still kicking, right? Still kicking. Uh-huh. Hey, uh-huh. Yeah. Knock on something. Uh, and <laughs> on top. The show grew a lot. And thank you guys all for voting in the AV Club's uh, best of list. We had a nice turnout there. We yeah, were, that was very cool. We were, yeah. we were mentioned a sneeze away from cereal. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Exactly. We were just in, in yeah, sneezing distance is a good way to put that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you. I always say we have the best listeners in town, and you uh, totally showed it in 2014. So that's it for this year. We're taking off next week. We'll be back uh, after the New Year. So have yourselves a safe holiday season. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Until next year, I should say. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Seda. Chris Gavin. Take it easy.